I want to review, I want to hazard, but I want to maybe be myself, review. I want to hazard both Rabbi Brownstein and Rabbi Shapiro. Each one has their own style. Rabbi Brownstein's Rashi, Rabbi Shapiro's Toysvus. They were both better. Rabbi Brownstein's Rashi, Rabbi Shapiro's. Rabbi Brownstein says in five minutes, like a four-hour shear, but he does it in this pithy way. And Rabbi Shapiro has his unique way, each one the unique style. What both have is they speak to us. If the 55-year-old Talmidei Chachamim were there, it's Kedai to listen in. Sophisticated. The respect they have, there's no babying. Rabbi Brownstein speaks at the Kiddush. I look forward weekly to his, to, his, to his... But you have to listen well and hear what he's saying. It's always something crazy, intelligent, and sophisticated. And he says it in the briefest way. He's our version of Rashi. I, I can give a share, like an hour and 40 minute share on Ray, on Ray Brownstein yesterday's share that he said in about 4 minutes and 33 seconds but it was intelligent what he's bothered by how he says it that's Ray Brownstein or Ray Shapiro's share what I I want to ask it this way. This is the kasha based on Ray Brownstein, Ray Shapiro. They're both based on the Ramban. I want to ask the question as far as to reframe everything they said. But I'm not. There's not how Ray Shapiro per se said it. But I want the, the question Ray Shapiro asked is as follows: Twelve people. Twelve people. They're each the head of their shabbatim. And they're thinking of the exact needs of their shevet. They're going to bring a carbon based, this is the inauguration of the Mizbeach, and they're going to bring a carbon that's good for their shevet. And you can imagine how much thought. These are great people, 12 of the greatest people in Klai Yisrael, a great nation, the greatest people of a great nation. They're brilliant, and they understand the needs of their shevet, the personality of their shevet. And each one is thinking creatively and independently, my shevet, right? Shapiro brilliantly pointed out, whenever we speak about shvatim, it's a big chiddush, there's klal Yisrael. Like, what shvatim? But Rai Shapiro pointed out that there are different styles and different personalities and different ways of serving Hashem. Guys love making calls in the yeshiva. Who looks like who? I, 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 I don't like these type of things. Not my speed. Everybody is different. I, mean, I don't like it, you know, who looks like who. And guys are very into who looks like who. Also, when you know people well, you, you stop even knowing how they look. Your own kids, you don't know how they look. Because you know them so profoundly. They don't, it's not even how they look. You know them much better. So to me, the Bachram, I don't know who looks like who. You, you know the kishkas of a guy, it's not even who looks and what, it's not what you know, what you see, what you care about. You're not, on a, on a stranger passing by, you know how he looks. Somebody you're close, you don't even remember how he looks, you're the last guy who could say how he looks. But um, the Metzius is Hashem's the best artist in the world, everybody looks different. The seven billion people in the world, everybody, here guys like a shvacha call, he looks like him. It's amazing that everybody looks so different. Seven billion people, ain't pierced, say, and shavas. Their faces are not alike. It's amazing. You know, an artist, ask a good artist, Yehuda probably can give you ten different people. 
ten different. Everybody has two eyes and nose and a mouth. If God did it, one person has like six ears, another guy gets fourteen eyes. Then I hear difference. Amazing artist Hashem is that he has seven billion people. He drew differently with the same two eyes, nose and a mouth and an ear. Remarkable seven billion variations. But Hashem did it for a reason. Everybody looks different, and the reason is because everybody is different. Everybody thinks different. Everybody's experiences are different. The reality is, Rabbi say that each shevet represents the uniqueness, the individuality of every person, of every group, has a different need and a different type. And here, each head of the shevet is thinking of the needs of their shevet, and they bring a carbon with deep ideas for their shevet, for their shevet needs, they bring a different carbon. And they think, who knows how many months they thought about this. Remember, the, the Mishkan was already finished Hanukkah time way earlier, and it wasn't put up till Nisan. They had months of deep introspection to think. And each Nasi is thinking the needs of his Sheva. And a crazy miracle happens. They all bring the same carbon. Interesting mix of things that's exactly the same and for different reasons. So Rai Shapiro is, why does Hashem make that miracle? It's a crazy miracle. <laughs> People thinking what their Shevet needs, Be'iyun Rav, deciding a series of things to bring to the base Hamidash. Very strange, eclectic mix of things. And punk, they're all mechaven to the same group of things for different reasons. What a nice. So Rai Shapiro asks, what's the purpose of this epic miracle? It's like, you know, you have a miracle, at least let it be clear. What's the purpose of this miracle? It's completely miraculous that 12 Shvatim all have the exact same donations to Beis HaMikdash for all different reasons, each one independently thinking. Day after day, like it, it came up, like the same carbon, everybody was like in shock. <laughs> Why does Hashem make this miracle? Fair question, David? Rai Shapiro's brilliant question. Question number two, Rai Shapiro said, is that Chazal bring that the karbanos and the gifts they gave to the Beis HaMikdash, each one was, 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 within the gifts, there's a remembrance to Adam, to Noyach, to Shes, to Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, like, what shaykhahs? There's some remembrance within their gifts. And their gifts had tifa reasons why they're shaved. And each one, even though it was the same exact gifts and donations to the Mizbeach, each one had a different thing he was praying for, for a saber. You should know when you name your children, I have in mind when I name my kids, Besides just naming your kids, you know, you're, you, it's a prayer, it's a hope, it's an aspiration. When you name your kid one day, pray. The name itself is a prayer or a statement of thanks or a prayer. Pray when you name your kid, pray. Pray, have something in mind that you're praying, that you're saying something, that you're stating something with the name. Even your name after your papa, pray also. Say something, think something, pray something. The bottom line is, is each carbon, each gift was a whole prayer for the for their for their for their shavit and based on their shavit. 
So Rabbi Brownstein asks, what is it that also it's like a Zecher, Tavram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Adam, Noyach, Sheis? Rabbi Shapiro said brilliance. He said that with all people's creativity and independence, and there's room for everybody, the importance of making sure I'm within the Messiah. It's true creativity, it's true independence, it's true every person's a yachid, but the making sure, he said that each head of the shevet brilliantly, while they were thinking the independent needs, the individuality of every yid, of every shevet, they always were checking it in terms of Messiah. He said the carbon, which was the hope, Baruch, the carbon, which was the aspiration of every Shevet for their needs and their individuality, but it remembered, it connected back to Adam, it connected back to Nayach, it connected back to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, it was within the framework of Messiah. Says Rai Shapiro brilliantly, I, I think this is what he meant, Shlema is that the miracle that Hashem made all the karbanas the same, what was the purpose of the miracle, was a validation to each one of the Nesiyim, he wanted to say, that you, you've done, it, it, within your independence, you're, you're on target in the Messiah because you cared as much as the focus on the individual needs and each of us' own understanding, but it fit the realm of Messiah. You've not strayed from where, from where you come. There was an Adamarishan who served Hashem strongly. There was a Nayach who served strongly. There was a Sheis who was an Eved Hashem. Then, of course, our Avais, where our Messiah starts, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And each Nasi made sure within their creative Karbanais, within their uniqueness, that it fit with the Messiah, that it was in sync with the Messiah. And Hashem to validate, so to speak, to, that's why Shapiro brilliantly wanted to postulate. That was the theory he wanted to give us. That Hashem to validate that each Nasi, with, with all your care for your shaven and your unique worry about the needs of your Shvatim, but you also fit in the Messiah, so, every, so the Karbanis were all the same. The uniformity represented that you fit the past, that you fit in Avada, this creativity, and your Karbanis are all different. But Hashem made a mifus that it was the same, representing that you've mamish fit the Messiah. You've, you're in sync with Klai Yisrael. You're in sync. So he made a nace that all the karbanis were the same. That was Rabbi Shapiro's brilliant way of looking at it. I wanted to share, but that's not the main thing I wanted to share with you. That is like that vart is putting Ray Brownstein in three and a half minutes Ray Shapiro and his brilliant drusha putting those two together that's what we learned yesterday but I wanted to share a different thing that Ray Shapiro told us as did I say over properly what Ray Shapiro said I think that was something remarkable something very special he, he, he said about the yeshiva and it's important that and extremely important what he said that it's, it's beautiful Baruch Hashem the different needs but Messiah Never forget Messiah and, and the fact that it's something we, important to us. Messiah is very important to us. So I liked, I, li- I liked what he gave over tremendously. But I wanted to share the other line Ray Shapiro said. What he said is happy is because that that's electric. And he said it like an introduction to his speech, but I have to... He said he has a hobby. 
he said it once before, and it, but not everybody was there because it was a it was it was a Shabbos an alumni Shabbos. Right, Shapiro spoke about a hobby of his that's electric. He said he likes finding psukim that people's tendency shloim is to feel like these psukim quote unquote are boring ones. These psukim I can't connect to. Baruch and he likes he has a hobby of finding those psukim and studying those in Yanim and finding when you look up those in Yanim finding areas that are exciting to him and areas that in the psukim that you, when you read the Torah all of us anybody who has to speak Shabbos anybody who has sits at a Shabbos table and wants to say they're very tired to his family so you can underline like the the Rashis or the psukim that clearly are exciting and clearly speak to us then you find the psukim like okay next like He'll find the one that seemingly is like the most hard to connect to or relate to. And he says, that's where I want to find what Hashem's saying. And he'll study it. Till he sees something in there that he's excited about. Here we just studied an electric idea. And that was his introduction. He said, in this week's parsha, there's Saita. That sounds dazzling. This girl who, you know... This girl who's corrupt, we all can understand what we can learn from the parish of Saita as we spoke. Nazir is interesting. The response to somebody who's worried about all the temptations of the world, the Nazir. Saita, Nazir. Then you have like Karbanis that all the Nazir brought the exact same. And he like studied it and brought out this beautiful idea. He said this is how, he said if Hashem said it, it's relevant. And he gave that introduction. He teaches in a school, in a local school, right, Shapiro? And he teaches about the Enlightenment. And he spoke that Moses Mendelssohn was a from Jew. He was actually, I don't want to call him a Talmud because he doesn't merit to be called a Talmud, but he physically studied by the Karbaneda, who wrote a Pirish on the Yushalmi, the, the Acher and the Karbaneda. And Moses Mendelssohn officially was an observant Jew. But he started, he, he started conservative Judaism. He, he did tremendous damage. And he said that, he, he, having studied it, he said his understanding, he believed Hashem commanded the Torah. But he said the ideas of Torah are no longer like they're outdated ideas. Not that you don't have to keep it, God commanded. But that's not exciting, it's not vibrant. He was very into studying the arts, and plays, German plays. He felt like it's more relevant to today. That's what he felt. He felt the tire was based on messages of all the laws you got to keep. And he said there were others who said, I don't care relevant or not. Their response to Moses Mendelssohn, the response of many tzaddikim and gedolim is we keep the tire or stop analyzing Rev Hirsch came with the response that captures many, it captured me and my friends, where he shows the relevance of every area of Torah. Rev Hirsch wrote on esoteric areas, areas that people thought, I don't know, Karbanes and Beis Hamish, his deepest writing, anybody who's read Jewish symbolism, his writing on the Beis Hamigdash is electric. Every color in the base Amigdash of everything, he has deep, fascinating, brilliant ideas. My son, Ben Azmanim, was learning three hours, four hours a day, Rev Hirsch's writings. His writings are electric. His writings, my son uses Rev Hirsch and loves studying Tillim. Tillim seems like every capital is like 15 psukim or whatever number, different numbers, and every pasuk seems unrelated. 
My son who has a hobby works, he memorizes each capital, and he works, he learns what the situation was. He uses Rev Hirsch and other Svarim, but works hard to understand what was the situation David was responding to, David HaMelech, and then trying to understand the Pesukim, how all the Pesukim are in one theme. But that takes hours, and it's a project, it's a years-long project. Rev Hirsch was very into that project, and explained each capital in terms of all the Pesukim speaking about one theme. That's a difficult thing to pull off. So the Pesukim seems so random, but he's responding to an event of Ramelech. The reality is that Rav Hirsch did as he took ideas that were so difficult, and he showed us how relevant Rav Aaron Schechter, the Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin, every day screams out by davening, Udvarav Chayim Mekayamim, the Dvar Hashem lives. It speaks today. The relevance of Torah. Torah is relevant. I'm time and time awed. Speakers ask me, what should I, learn? What should I speak about? Bachram asked me, I want to be Makar of my cousin. I want to be Makar of the 10th grader. Which sugya should I learn? I promise, I mean this. I passed by, um, Hillel Storch was learning a certain Gemara. Every Gemara in Shas, I mean this, Aaron Sakiba, there's not, give me the most boring, you think like there's no Shaykh's Gemara. There's never a sugya I've learned that I've paid attention to that you don't want to become from, from. Never. I mean this, Aaron. I'm, I'm not saying it. If you study something with attention and with details, you can think this is like, this is just, I don't see significance here. And then you like study it and you find out and you're curious and you look into, you find relevance. Hashem's, Hashem, you're like reading my inners. You're like talking the, the most abstract, like Gemara dealing with a case. And once, one time I'll sit down, I'll pay attention. Hashem, were you like following my day? You like talking to me now for what happened, Mamish, with my, my, my bowl of cereal this morning. The relevance of Torah, there's no topic you can't learn with a fry your cousin. Just, and don't feel pressured. Sit down, learn the little piece, don't rush through it. Don't rush to a talk with Get it, just understand. Chachmas Hashem is relevant, is important, is saying things of significance. There's a great thinker, Rabbi Moshe Shapiro, is a great thinker. Do you know we had, you, you met, we met Rabbi Kiva Tatz, this brilliant doctor, came dazzling, right? His Rebbe was Rabbi Shapiro. Do you know you had 10, I think like 10 thinkers like Rabbi Kiva Tatz. He had a say there every month. I don't want to say anything that's not true. This is what I'm understanding. I believe it was every might say Shabbos. They sat around the table of Rabbi Shapiro and they could ask any question in the world that's on their mind. These are brilliant minds. He might ask that I notice the eggs of an ostrich, they tend to compress under like 44 degrees. Why is that different than the other birds? That was what was on this thinker's mind. Then the next one said, I have a pasuk in Yeshaya that I just, such a strange word it uses. Ten thinkers, but he has ten different questions. And then every might say Shabbos on the spot, he'd give one answer to answer all questions. All ten questions on the spot. That was a might say Shabbos little savior there. I don't want to exaggerate or lie. I don't know the exact nature. I heard Rabbi Kivitat say this. That's what he had a might say Shabbos. Every part of the Torah, Chachmas Hashem, there's, there's God's wisdom who made us all, who made everything that you see, Hashem's wisdom. 
I'm time and time again amazed. There's not an area of Torah. Pick the most boring area and study it carefully. But don't force. I'm not talking about forcing. Oh, I see this muster and you schnup something. Talking about relax and study it. And there's not an area that you study carefully and slowly that you don't find mines and pearls and things that are like intriguing. There's no area. I've never seen an area. It's only a question. Are you patient? Do you sp- this Chachmas Hashem who created us all, who's sharing with us the, ch- the truth, who's sharing with us true Chachmas, Chachmas Hashem. I've never seen an area. If somebody asks me, give a share, what, sh- what topic should I say? Pick any topic that you're patient with, that you like. There's not a topic that's that not dazzling, that's not fascinating. If you, now, you might be intimidated by a certain topic. You might be afraid of it. You might, there's not a topic that you don't have patience with. And sit down with and slowly study and comprehend and think about it and work it out carefully, Chachmas Hashem, that's not inspiring, that's not fascinating, that's not... So Rai Shapiro said a habit of his. said if Hashem wrote the Torah and, and said this is the antidote to the Yetzirah, this makes stupid people smart. This is what I want to hand to you, it's relevant today, relevance. And he said this hobby he has of finding Psukim in the Torah, the Uten. Us yeshiva guys have areas we're frightened of. Not that Kudshim's one, we just run the other way. Trumas and Taras, the yeshiva guy starts swooning. He said he reads like Trumas, like, oh no. A yeshiva, we, we get nervous. We don't have so much experience. And he loves picking areas that tended to scare him before. And slowly he studies it. He looks into it, and he, pu- and he pulls out like the most relevant messages of truth, of things that are intriguing, of areas that before he was afraid of, though there's nothing there. There are many parishes I tell you, you read that, you're just like, okay, if you're looking for a divine that's not where you look, that's where he looks. He wants to also mine there. Just an area that's not as mined as other areas, and you know there's deep secrets and pearls and relevance and things to pull, that hobby that he said, that he said to us, that there's a priceless idea. His emunah, his belief in Hashem, his belief in the Torah, his appreciation for Chachmas Torah, his appreciation for relevance of Torah, that it's significant and it's talk. If Hashem's talking, Hashem's not giving messages, they're outdated. The understanding that Hashem's talking, so what's he saying to me? The application of it. What, what's he saying? What is, what is being taught here? Rev Miller, in every sugya that he used to learn, would understand the messages of Hashem. Now, sometimes I say, I just don't know what he wants. I'm not sure what he's getting at, Hashem. But the things he's saying, he's, Hashem's communicating with us and telling us, Alocha, then that, there's something I could be smarter and more understanding. And my mind is just widened because Hashem said something to me. Now, so I say, I don't know what, what he's saying. What does he want? What's the message here? Reb Miller said that the chiyuv to learn kolat Torah kula is valachta bedrachav. We're mechuyuv to be like Hashem. How could be like Hashem? Mechuyuv to be godly, like go in His way, yeah? Just follow Hashem. Yeah? What does that mean? Reb Miller said that's the obligation to learn kolat Torah kula, which means in every chelik of Torah you can pull out, you pull out the wisdom of Hashem. 
Chachmas Hashem, the thoughts of Hashem. You pull out how Hashem's viewing things. Now their place, I, I don't know what he's saying. Like, why is he repeating? I read this, I come up to these psukim. But study it, not with your own thoughts. Read Mishainim. Look up in Achran, look up. And explore, and slowly, there are English ways of exploring today. If, you, if language, obviously the best thing is to get the language of Hashem. That hobby was so electric, the way of relating to the Dvar Hashem. Shloyma, the relevance to the Dvar Hashem, it was like inspiring beyond. The introduction to this speech was inspiring beyond. And the exemission of us of carefully and slowly and in an unforced way. And by the way, different periods of your life, different things, you'll understand the Dvar Hashem in a different way, with a different depth based on experiences you have, if you have the patience, if you have the the, 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 the Zahiris, the carefulness, the appreciation of the Dvar Hashem. It's interesting, the Sefer Messias Yesharim, and I, I want to tell all the guys this, but again, next year, this is why this is, you'll hear what I'm, what I'm building up to. It's always fascinating. So Messias Yesharim is the Sefer of our Yeshiva. Messias Yesharim is the practical guide to build your life. It starts with Zahiris. Zahiris means before, before I am, um, before in any way, before I want to be Lishma and a big Madragas, I need to get my day aligned with how Hashem wants my day to be. That's Zahiris. In a nutshell, Zahiris is that my day should be aligned the way Hashem wants it. So it means I have my day and His law fit. I make Zman Kriyashma, Zman Tefillah, I dabble with Minyanim, I don't speak Lashon Hara. Zahiris. I want my day to mirror the day Hashem wants. That's Zahiris. That's a process, not so easy. Zahiris. Zahiris is the care, the law, and my life. My day fits the way Hashem would be happy with my day. So in business, I don't cheat. Zahiris. I keep it aim. Everything, my, my day has its surah, has the form. That, that's Zahiris. To build the proper form. There are a lot of holes. I don't say I'm thinking all the right things. I don't say I have all the passions. But Zahiris is my day should conform... That's the first step of everybody's construct. You're building yourself as an Ebed Hashem. Step one is Zahiris. My day conforms. It might be incentives, whatever caused such a thing. Gaiva, covet, all fine. But my day conforms to the way Hashem. It's, it's in sync with the way Hashem wants. That's a Zahir. Zrizus is I add fire and passion. Zrizus. There's a sense of mission, a, a tremendous focus on certain areas to create a fire and a passion. That's Rizus. That's Rizus. There's the heroes, the structure, the form, the organization of the day. The adding of passion and fire, finding areas of tire. This Ray Shapiro way of learning is, 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 falls in the chalik of Zrizus. All the work that I want my day not just to be aligned, but there's fire, there's passion, there's strength, there's energy in my day. I have to find a certain mitzvah that fires me up, that I understand, that I'm studying, that I'm connecting to. I find certain halakim of Torah that fire me up. That's all part of Zrizus. I want a passion in my avodas Hashem. That's Zrizus. And then there's the third part. After I have Zahiris, I have a day in sync with Avodah Hashem. 
I have zrizus, I have the passion and the fire, then I have nikios. Now I start fixing up subtle. I start working on my lishma. And mamish dak adak, not just doing what's right, but for the right reasons. Now I have nikios, this hal madregan. You have this, you're now with tzaddik. You've just become one of the tzaddikei ador. The Messiah Sham writes this. When you have zehirus, zrizus and nikios, you're tzaddik. Beautiful, safer. It's so clear. The path laid down for us as we're so close, yes, Hashem. Twelve that we just did, we just did like the quick overview of twelve chapters. We just learned twelve chapters in about thirty seconds, as quickly as I could tell you twelve chapters, Mrs. Sharm. Obviously, read it, there's lifetimes in there, and to do this, you're doing pretty well, you're a tzaddik. Many people learn Mrs. Sharm stop after the twelve chapters, because the guy's a tzaddik. The rest is to be a chasid, chasidus. Lufnimishur is hadin. We shoot for that also, chasidus. That's after. Then you build further buildings. Till again, when you've done the whole thing, you have Ruach HaKodesh. You're the second to last one. Till you and Kedusha, everything you do is L'Shem Shemayim and elevates and sanctifies every move you make. Is like sanctified. You have Kedusha. You already have Ruach HaKodesh before, then you're up to Kedusha. That's it's a simple plan to get to very great places. That's this unbelievable safe Messiah The amazing thing is that the introduction to the whole thing, he doesn't even really even talk much about it, a little bit, is Torah maybe all these You can't start this process, or you shouldn't, without Torah inside of you. First, put Torah in you. Torah maybe all these Step one is put Chachmas Hashem inside of you. Carefully study Torah. Carefully study Torah. You carefully study Torah, then on top, Torah maybe there's a It's amazing that the first step of this whole construct is put Torah in you. I want to say to guys, especially in a yeshiva that speaks so much about growth, I told my son this, and I gave him sh- strong instructions. I said, Yankov, you're going to Israel and you're busy building yourself. You spend a significant time daily contemplating about yourself, about what you need to improve, midnights and things, and as commendable as, as a person, a serious person should do. But I told them, let Tyra do its thing. Learn, learn, and put Tyra in you. Put a first Seder, second Seder. As much as you're actively building yourself and busy thinking and developing and connecting and learning Musr, learn Tyra, let Tyra do its thing. Chachmas Hashem, sit with the Chavrusa, unpressured, just learn with the Chavrusa and start anywhere. Don't worry which sug you're doing. And sit down and relax. I don't know it. Don't see, I don't know. Take an art scroll. Learn the words slowly. By me, it used to be Jastro. I had a Jastro. I remember I bought like a box full of Jastros for the Yeshiva. I still have some in my basement. Then art scroll ran me out of business. I was giving out Jastros. That's what I had when I was young. Jastro was how we, there was no art scroll. Sancina was in wasn't wasn't as as in. We used to do when we were growing up, we didn't know what the words meant. There was a guy, Marcus Jastro. Debatable was he religious not, but he knew he knew a lot. And Jastro used to be the translation for Hebrew words and he showed you Aramaic words. He showed you every place in Shas that word came up. 
So it was a dictionary for Shas. He showed you every place in Shas that word came up. I have gestures if you want to see it. It's like a museum piece. I'm not so into museums today, but I have gestures. I bought about a, I bought a box load of them. I gave them out to Bachram. They're in people's basements, and I have one. I have a few in my basement. Gastros. And the, yeah, he's from Philadelphia, that's why Eitan's getting yeah, excited. But the kids are at Verm. Isn't he from Philadelphia? Somebody check up Marcus Jastro. Everybody likes Tyra. Tyra's the best thing in the world. Shloim is Elman. Check up. Was he from Philly? He'll check up Marcus Jastro. We Except have one. Rabbi. I don't know if I say rabbi. <laughs> it says Philadelphia? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, Die Germantown, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. 1903. Polish boy. 1903? Yeah, yeah. He's an old fellow. The varm is, is that get the Gemara Klar and then don't be afraid not to understand. If you understand, you are not a normal person. You're, if you understand, you're messed up. If you're normal, when you read a Gemara, there's like a hundred questions to ask. Stop being afraid. Guys are such chickens. Like, oh my gosh. I, I, so just pretend like I understand. This is so embarrassing. It's not a, you know, if you're a genius, you shouldn't understand. Then you sit with a study partner. You say together, huh? And start piecing together. <laughs> Any Gemara in the world, you learn any Gemara, it raises 400 questions. And start piecing together with a conversation that you're not afraid. We have all the words mean, I hear what the Gemara says, what is this law? When is it talking about? How is it talking about? What is being said by this law? And start conversing. You will see what will emerge from your conversation is Rishonim Achreinim, Rosh Hashivas, if you're just honest. I don't value brilliance so much, I value honesty in learning. The brilliant people are shvach usually, pretty weak. You get intimidated because the guy's brilliant. When you put it together, mo- I, I'm not, so, the brilliant people don't impress me that much in learning. I don't like, I don't, I would never ask a Pisic who's brilliant. The Pisic I like are honest people. The brilliant ones say chadush, they're biased to say brilliance. I just like a guy who's honest. Be honest. All you need with Yechavrus is the honesty of trying to, if you're biased, what you want to stop in, and even if you're biased to say a good Musavart, that's also weak sauce. Just try to figure out what Hashem's saying. Just try to figure out what Hashem is saying. You walk out afterwards, I'm telling you, you're a moved person. Machimas Pesi, the Torah makes stupid people smart. You're all of a sudden a wiser guy than you started out. The process, you're like, wow. That's why Shapiro takes the he takes something in the Torah that is tends not to attract him, not to like to be like oh, I don't know what to say, and then he has a little patience and slowly something unfolds. But Hashem say, why do he say? What's he talking about? He looks around, minds around a little bit, and all of a sudden something emerges, <coughs> and something precious, and then there's an ear I actually connect and relate and understand that all of a sudden a pesi becomes a chacham a fool becomes a part. that's the power of Torah it's machkimas pesi if you have the if you have the patience and the understanding that this is chachmas Hashem for you for you not for Eluyim not for it's for you for me for me and you to learn to study there's not an area I love my kids they ask me to learn it's like fun to do they'll learn they're, they're learning Mishnayis demand and then you like study some halacha. My kids always get upset at me that I get bogged down. 
Like we want to move. I can't move. I get stuck. When I was younger, I was able to move. We could learn anything. And I'm like, then I'm like, no, dad's like lost. But then I try to keep them involved. It's like you learn any Mishnayis anyway. You're like, you can't believe it. How relevant and fascinating and interesting and how much is there. Just <laughs> So they want to like, quick, quickly learn up these Psukim. And then you read a Pasukim. Then you think about it, and then you find and discover and wonder and see. And this Chachmas Hashem, there's not, there's not, there's not, you know, this is the guy who built Einstein's mind, by the way. Hashem built Einstein's mind. <laughs> Einstein is stupid. There's Hashem. There's that, you understand what's going on here? The Gra studied every Pasuk, the Gra. The Vilna Gain studied, this is Chachmas Hashem. It's the wisdom of Hashem. I think you might find things when you study the wisdom of the one who created the whole world. You understand? Just don't be afraid. This you should push. We can shake. You open up any. There's not an area. People say, "What should I learn? I want to be Makar of my cousin Ted." I promise you can learn anything in Kolatar Kulam. Pull any safer. Just be willing to be honest. Be willing not to understand and begin a journey with Ted. Any, I challenge you. Learn Kloyim's, Vachim, Menachas, Chagiga, whatever. There's no. And learn it sincerely. Open it up and really start trying to figure out Chachmas Hashem. You will see relevance there. You'll see things that talk to this is Chachmas Hashem. It says, it's funny when people say irrelevant, it says, He looked in the Torah and created the world. I have never seen, if anybody studied Rev Hirsch, there wasn't the more, pra- the man knew science, knew all the practical Chachmas of the world, all the relevant, it's all in Torah. In my house, there's nothing I'm allowed to say anything. My father knows, he knows a lot. There's nothing I'm allowed to say. Where does it say it in the Torah? Any Chachma in the world, Vushtet, where does it say it? Where does it say it? Where does it say it? We told you this study from Dr. Dr. Perry, Bruce Perry, the greatest neuroscientist in the world, probably, is looked at as from the greatest neuroscientist, the Zikanim of the neuroscientist. He has like Talmidim and students, students. His thing is a one line in a Gemara Tainus. His whole, like, books, like four of his books are one line in a Gemara Tainus. Now, he doesn't know the second line in Tainus. He was validated. He was mechavin. Four of his books are one line in a Gemara Tainus. If you see a Bach, Shakasha, lovely Mudai, if you see any individual who struggles in learning, you know why? Bishvil Rabbi, Shainai Mazber, Leipanim. It's because of his Rebbe didn't hold of him. His Rebbe wasn't Mazber, Leipanim, so it shut down his brain. That's a Gemara. Four books of Dr. Perry is one line in a Gemara Tainus Tafches. It's a Rashi and Yevamus Kufyud Zayin. One line, Dr. Perry, four books. He, he, of course, that he shows the brain, and he could show you in the brain that if somebody starts holding the person, all of a sudden the Elu is revealed. And he is an Elu. He is an Elui, but it's, it's stuffed down. His rabbi wasn't Mazbuloi Panim. He had a little spunk or personality or whatever he had. And the Rebbe was, whatever, it was overwhelming for him. I don't blame the Rebbe. It's hard. He has 30 guys in the classroom. But if, if the Rebbe's Mazbuloi Panim, the guy gets smart. Chachmasat Tayritzvi. Don't be afraid any area of Torah to sit down with our heads. The Rebbe's faster, slower, lumdish, it sounds. We sit in Shiurim, it's dangerous. We hear all the lumdish, like we have no shaykhs. 
Sit with Rav Aaron David once and hear the, hear the Yid learn a Sogya Klor. He has a guy who knows Avi. When he learns the Gemara, he starts from fresh, like he knows nothing. He knows Bavli Yushalmi, backwards and forwards, upside down, inside out. The man starts a Gemara just learning Chachmas Hashem, like from scratch. I, lear, I learn them once a week. It's like Olam Haba. It's every, any Dvar Hashem we study. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that line from Rashi Pierre right there, we couldn't just hear it and go fight it. We weren't allowed. Okay, I need to get that off my chest, doesn't it? It's electric when he said that little introduction, no? And then Ray Brownstein's three minutes, 50 seconds, that he like, had like so much going on in there and questions and back and forth. One more thing I want to speak about, but Revach Ben Aprakim, let's sing of Armenig and just Revach. See who the role here? He's the starter. What do we have to do with it. I want to do the Baba Venigan. We only did it three times over Shabbos. We need to do Baba Venigan. The Elam has to follow. Because they know in songs the whole ways how you, you have to go back to the beginning a couple of times before the Olam's pushing for in learning guys like push forward too fast you got to squeeze out the beginning follow I just, this is, it's on my mind a little, so I wanted to share with you. I have a dream for all of you, and I want to tell you a, my dream for you. My brachas, every yid has the power of brachas. So yid's brachas are important that every Jew has the power of brachas. 
So, I want to tell you my dream for you. I want to bench you that you should have it. And then, we're going to do all this in five minutes. I do want to get to Gemara Shirem. So, my dream for you, a bracha to you, and then all in five minutes, the plan how to get there. Now, we've been speaking all year about this, and if you're here two years, for two years, and three years, for three years. So, we're going to do this all in five minutes. My dream for you is that every single person has a beautiful family, a wife and children, a wonderful family. This wonderful family together has a gorgeous Shabbos. Shabbos is electric in your home. It's happy. I don't want you to have crazy pictures. Your kids fight. That's nothing. That's nothing. Parents destroy their kids by worrying. Kids fight. That's every home on the planet. The best home. The only home your kids won't fight is Rahman al-Islam, an abusive, disgusting home. If the kids don't fight, the picture of the abusive home is two brothers holding in. That's like the symbol, family of abuse. Kids fight. My brother and I were best friends forever. We're like, we fought as little kids. Geschmacker fights. That's completely, don't get panicked. That's normal. Your kids fight. They're little kids. Only when the father goes crazy and the kid's fighting is it a problem. When kids fight, it's not a problem. It just means they're normal kids. So I don't want you to have... But I'm talking about a beautiful home that Shabbos like, and the big fight doesn't ruin the home, doesn't ruin the Shabbos, doesn't... The father's calmly, you figured out, you're a smart man, that's why you paid fatherhood's the best job on the planet, and you work it out, you break it up, and you give hugs, and you mechazik, and you manage your referee. <laughs> the bottom line is is that my dream for all of you is that Shabbos is precious in your home. Precious and special and just electric. Shabbos, every year, what, what, my best moments of my life are Friday night before Kiddush. That's like Kiddush Kadashim. Kiddush Kadashim, Friday night before Kiddush is the table is set beautifully. Everything sparkles. You, can, you almost can see the angels that are there. It's so posh that angels would be there. Where else would an angel want to be but by Yid's house Friday night? Any angel who can get in there, I mean, the, the, the angels apply for that job. We say, always say, we send to, I always feel badly for the choil angels that are kicked out of the room. Say, you're out of here. Always, they must be so upset. I don't know how Hashem's cheshbonus, who the angels that get kicked out for Shabbos are. I don't know what their crime was. Do angels have crimes? Hashem's smarter than you and I, so we don't have to work on all the angelic order and how things work up there. But Friday night, Friday night, a Jewish home, that set for Shabbos, that a Yid, we are the people who have been designated to say Eidos, that Hashem created the world. That is not a, that's not a, that's not a one minute job when we say Kiddush. That's a lifetime. We say Kiddush, that's a moment representing what our mission in this world. To be the people who live with such sincerity, with such honesty, with such a nice, thoughtful way that the Bria Simeris people say, wow, it obviously pays to be a Yid. 
something precious to be a yid, to live in a way of, of a beautiful, godly existence. And people say that Ashrei Abishalim Daitayra, connection to Hashem, must be precious. That is Kiddush, that's Shabbos. That a yid, has a, he's the announcer to the world of the existence of a creator, and he desists from Malachi, he's not creative. Because his very essence, once a week, he reminds himself that his mission is to announce to the world Hashem's the creator. Six days we work and we have other ways of showing the world by our honesty, by our pleasant dealings that Hashem's the creator of the world. But the Yid's mission and his whole family is brought into the Shabbos mode. His whole family is brought. And as youngsters, they don't understand the depth of the day. They don't understand that a Yid's a living mitzayus that he's designed to say aidus to the world of Hashem's existence, the impact, the understanding of the day is like mind-blowing. Your kid's not going to understand it. He couldn't understand that he's 14 years old or 10 or 4. It's not going to be meaningful. Renounce the creator. He doesn't even know what those words mean. You're older and what's important and what matters. And to say that my life is about connecting to Hashem, the creator of this whole beautiful world, and I have a role and a mission from Hashem, is pretty remarkable. It's is, is just a remarkable mitzvah. And to bring our families into Shabbos and to have the Shabbos. So my bracha to you is that Shabbos in your home with your beautiful family and children, wife and children, it should be a home where Shabbos is celebrated and precious. And the kids should recognize the preciousness of Shabbos, not because they have the understanding and the sophistication, they're kids. Just because of what's presented and what's celebrated. So that's my bracha to you. Amen. The how-to, the how-to, the dream, the brach, and the how-to. The how-to in the briefest words, and we've spoken hours and hours about this. The how-to, you can't expect to have a Shabbos without preparing for Shabbos. It says, Whoever prepares Arab Shabbos eats on Shabbos. Shabbos has to be prepared for. You prepare for Shabbos every day of your life. You are preparing for such a Shabbos today. And the preparation, step one for such a Shabbos is to be the best husband in the world. B'derech HaTeva, you cannot dream of such a Shabbos in your home without Shalom Bayis. B'derech HaTeva. There has to be the wife's the keres habayis to have a home that's dignified and elevated. You always have to respect your wife. Be mechabed, respect and emotionally support. To emotionally support somebody. That's a life's mission. Men are built, are built to give. A man's mission is to take care of. We're built with the capacity to take care of and supply and really take care of somebody in a profound way, emotionally support somebody. His obligation to emotionally support. Men say, I didn't cause her problem. It's not to do whether you caused or not. Your job is to fix and be a solution. Your job is to be the solution for this woman. The woman you marry, the girl you marry, the lady you marry, your job is to be your solution in this world. That's your job. To emotionally support and then respect also. Tremendous respect. She's a queen. We live in a world and Isha's not respected. 
tremendous Nisayin. The main problem, we speak about it in ways we don't even always preach so. What are we talking about? We're talking about the disrespect of an Isha. Isha. Isha is a chashuva. Isha is chashuv. Somebody who's much closer to Hashem than a man by her natural construct. And a man should respect his wife, tremendous covet to his wife, to the chachma sa'isha, to the understanding of a wife, to be mechabin and take good care of a wife all your life, support and be there for and understand and appreciate. That's avoida. That's avoida. I'm saying it in 30 seconds. We've spoken about it for months and years. The ideas, the, the midas tavis, the development of character that a person needs to be there for somebody else no matter what. Through everything, to keep, keep respecting, not to lose respect. The natural, something you're used to and you have, you tend to stop valuing it. It tends to stop being important. You know, the guy who has a new car and he's not getting a stain on his new car. Ask him two years in how he's treating the car. The new suit that the guy's like guarding. But two years later, he doesn't care about his new suit. The Isha, all your life, valuing and respecting and appreciating and constantly renewing your appreciation of... So that, that's, what, that's what's required, Shalom Bayis. Now we have Shalom Bayis. That's the first ingredient to have the dream of what I'm talking about, that type of Shabbos of Shalom Bayis. And then practically in his home, his kids are young, don't lecture over Shabbos, don't be busy. Make it a place of connection. Shabbos is connection. You're trying to give your children, are going to relate to Hashem Avinu. Their whole lives he's Tata Avinu. The more you're magical to your children, the more Hashem will be magical to them. Spend time, give of yourself, talk to your children, Shabbos. I know a Yid who went to public school, but he's an Ernst person. He's my father's best friend in the world. Almost eerily, this guy is the same name as my father, Ben. Their fathers are the same name. And they're both like, you talk about names being a person, they're both like the same person. As my family lives, they're both people of action. Less, their relationship was hysterical to us. They're action people. They're not words people. And this guy would stay up all night for 15 years. Went to public school. 15 years, Friday night, him and his kids stayed up the whole night. He didn't sleep. His kids didn't have to stay up. He didn't want to miss a minute of Shabbos. He would look to you like a modern guy. So a modern guy in a shul. He was a big tzaddik. He's always in the world of MS, a big tzaddik. He didn't sleep Friday night. He didn't want to miss a minute of Shabbos. His kids would join him, but if they joined him, they were, he wasn't so capable always of learning all night Shabbos. Could be with schmoozing around. He learned also. But he didn't want to miss, and they just enjoyed his presence because together they were enjoying Shabbos Kodesh. To be present for your children all week you should be, but on Shabbos has to be electric, special presence. When we're not as busy on Shabbos, to be there, to be connected, to have conversation and enjoy each other's company. To 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 give things, to have special foods that this child likes, that child special treats for Shabbos that are thoughtful treats. To make Shabbos to help create, you have sophisticated ideas for Shabbos, and you'll have as you study. And you should each study things about Shabbos to gain your own appreciation for Shabbos. There's so much written about Shabbos Kodesh, English and Hebrew, to study, to have your own. So the three-part plan is study about Shabbos so you yourself know it's precious. 
do special things with your kids. So even in young ages when they can't appreciate the inyanim, but they on their level, just having the good times on Shabbos can appreciate there's a special day and make sure you have Shalom Bayis. The easy recipe to have a precious Shabbos. But that's my bracha to all of you. This is something I, I said, maybe the most important part we learned all year, maybe. Risham Rubenei Yisrael as a Shabbos. Hashem says, keep Shabbos, but last I says, Shabbos of Daraisam. Keep Shabbos in a way that assures your generations keep Shabbos as well. So you have to keep the Shabbos in a magical way. But in what manner? In what way? In a way that perpetrates. Last is Shabbos, in a way that perpetrates. Can you hear for everybody here? Let's get some Gemara Shem. To do fun things for the children. As it is. As it is. <laughs> Let's go learn some Gemara Shem. <laughs> I need to meet with this yin for two minutes and then we'll talk about